A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Detective is brought to you by CrimeFeed.com. You crave a good mystery, and CrimeFeed.com is your 24-7 source for getting your fix. From criminals behaving badly to the most absurd crimes of our time, CrimeFeed brings you the real story. CrimeFeed.com Due to the graphic nature of the content, Detective may not be suitable for all audiences. I called this kid in, and I said, Derek, come in here. Yes, sir. So, how's your first day so far? He said, well, I've only been here a few months. I said, I know. You see that smoke on the horizon out the window there? He looks, yeah. What is that? I said, it's a house fire. You know what else it is? What? I said, it's a homicide. It's a concealment fire. They found a body in there, shot in the head. It's your case. I told you before, this is the major leagues. I'm going to throw you in the deep end of the pool, and I'm going to see if you can swim. If you're a police officer and you want to become a detective, what career steps should you take to get into homicide? I'm Garnsey Sloan for Investigation Discovery, and this is Detective. True stories from behind the yellow tape. The ones you don't hear on TV. On this episode, Lieutenant Kenda describes what qualities make a great detective and what it takes to do the job. People would ask me, what can I do to get into homicide? What can I do to get into major crimes? And and my first question, before they ever applied, we're just general conversation, you know, when they were in the lunchroom or whatever. Why do you want to do that? The answer would pique my interest or make it fade away. If you would say, well, because that's the big deal, you know, and everybody wants to be a homicide detective, and I want to do it because I want to see myself in the news, and... And all those kinds of silly answers, and I'm not interested in you at all. If you say to me, well, you know, I don't know if I could do it or not. I really don't know, but I, boy, I'd sure like to try. Now we have somebody that might work out. So if you show up to my office for your interview on the day of your interview, and I, we talk about everything, and I'm very honest with you, and I say, you know, you're on call, means you have to respond. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter what's going on, you go. If you don't think you can handle that, 
Then we need to part company right now. No hard feelings. We shake hands, and you go back to what you're doing, riding a motorcycle, working patrol, whatever it is you're doing. Because if you don't like call, this isn't going to work for you. So we get past that level, and it's a more involved discussion than that. But when you get past that, and I say, okay, now we're going to see what your skill levels are. I'm going to give you three pages of a homicide report that gives a physical address of a suspect and just three pages of information, but it's enough. I want you to read those three pages, and I want you to write an affidavit for a search warrant to search the premises for both him and any evidence of this crime. You have one hour. Here you go. I want to see how you think. I don't care if you're the best writer in the world. How do you think? Are you able to organize an approach to this problem? Can you drive a point home? That's what I want. If you do well at that, then welcome to homicide. You don't do well at that. Maybe you should consider air conditioning. It's a growth industry. This doesn't seem to be for you, okay? It's harsh. Sure it is. It's serious business. It's the major leagues. You come into homicide, you go from being the new guy to the old guy in about 30 minutes. Here, Lieutenant Kenda tells the story of a rookie detective's first day on the job. I took a kid out of patrol who I thought was really, really smart. I liked him. I liked the way he thought. I liked his level of dedication. I thought he was going to be a great detective. And I put him in homicide. He shows up his first day in his brand new suit that he went out and purchased, and he looked terrific. He'd been there about 30 minutes. I called this kid in. And I said, Derek, come in here. Yes, sir. So how's your first day so far? He said, well, I've only been here a few minutes. I said, I know. You see that smoke on the horizon out the window there? He looks, yeah. What is that? I said, it's a house fire. Do you know what else it is? What? I said, it's a homicide. It's a concealment fire. They found a body in there, shot in the head. It's your case. He turned white as a piece of paper and he said, what? I said, it's your case, Terry. I told you before, this is the major leagues. I'm going to throw you in the deep end of the pool and I'm going to see if you can swim. And I think you can swim. So let's go. I'll come with you. I won't say a word. I'll just watch. You do what you think you should do. This kid looked like he had a nervous condition. By the time we got to the car, he could barely walk straight. I said, be all right. Come on. You know, take a breath. Let's go. He did great. He did absolutely great. He never forgot that. He's still in homicide today. He's probably their best guy. And he said, I never forgot that moment. I said, well, there's no better teacher than experience. So he went from new guy to old guy before lunch. Lieutenant Kenda describes how to study a crime scene and what the initial evidence tells you about the murder. What I look for at a crime scene with a new guy, particularly this kid, because here's his first one, okay? Let's not rush into this. Let's think about it. Let's not ask a million questions. Let's not ask any questions. Let's look at this crime scene. 
Because if you listen, a crime scene will speak to you. It speaks very softly, but you have to be smart enough to listen. And I wanted to see what it do. I said, Derek, do you want to see the scene? Yes, sir. Well, come on. So he and I go in. I said, after you, you're the lead detective. He walked around that scene for 15 or 20 minutes with his hands in his pockets, looking at things, and say a word, perfect. He's no longer agitated in how his brain's engaged. Don't rush in. Don't rush in. First reports are never to be believed. Never form a theory until you know the facts. Don't form a theory on the way to the crime scene and beat up the facts until they match your theory. The other way around is much more efficient. Learn the facts and let them drive the theory. You have no idea what happened here. No clue. But there is evidence of someone's passing in this room. We know who the dead person is. At this point, we're looking for Miss or Mr. X. We don't know who X is. It's what we're here to find out. But you look at crime scene, what's the first thing you want to look for? Is there forced entry? Did someone break in here or was someone let in? Now there's always the option that the door wasn't locked. I understand that. But if there's forced entry, then we may have more of a stranger involvement than you might think. Maybe not. Things to make note of, okay? How many wounds in the victim? In this case, there was one right between the running lights, and that will do it with a large caliber handgun. Close range. Tell that from the wound itself. One round. One expended casing. No shots that missed. Marksman. Familiar. Knows guns. The casing is a 45 ACP. ACP means automatic Colt pistol. It is, comes out only one weapon. The 1911 A1 designed by John Moses Browning in 1911. It is a standard weapon. Devastatingly powerful. One is usually more than enough. And that's all that was needed in this particular case. And where's the gun? Mm, no gun. He needs it. Maybe he's not done with it yet. Whoever did this took it with him. So, how did a gun come in here? Don't know. Did the perpetrator bring the gun because he intends to use it? Did he find it in here and used it and took it with him? Lots of possibilities. But you're paying attention. You're making notes. We know the gun. We know there's no forced entry. Then what happens? Well, we have a fire. Why do we have a fire? Conceal the death. Burn the place down. Burn up the body. Nobody knows there's a murder. The human body is very difficult to burn. One thing it doesn't do is hurt your teeth. Your teeth are like indestructible. 
they survive no matter what. So does your skull. It's amazing, but it does. So to burn a body is a waste of time in a house fire because the fire department's going to show up, knock the fire down. You've got a perfectly intact body. So that part of the plan is a colossal failure. So are we talking about somebody that knows what they're doing? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Probably not. No attempt to remove the body and conceal it elsewhere, dump it, get rid of it. None of that. One wound, has the gun, tries the fire angle that works out rather badly. Professional, no. Amateur, uh uh-huh. But all those things can be learned by you just paying attention. Try to get a sense of what happened here. And then the twists and turns begin. But eventually it starts to come together, and this fog begins to lift. And you say, you know, I think I'm closer to what happened here. As long as you maintain that attitude, never be certain until the very end. You'll be just fine. After a suspect is identified in a murder case, Lieutenant Kenda explains what steps are taken to get a warrant for their arrest. There are two standards in criminal law in the United States. The first step equals an arrest. It is probable cause. That is defined as a series of facts and circumstances that would lead a reasonably cautious person to believe that a crime has occurred and that a certain person has committed that crime. That combination of information and facts and circumstances and witnesses or whatever 
we go from Mr. X to Mr. John Q. Smith, who stands as the accused. You put this together in an application and affidavit for an arrest warrant, a face sheet for the warrant that says the people of the state of Colorado v. John Q. Smith for the charges of to wit colon murder in the first degree 18-3-102 sub A sub B all the various sites from the law attached is an affidavit which you have written which describes these events start to finish this affidavit could be brief it could be pages long it is a narrative of the event the police were summoned by the fire department to a structure fire in a neighborhood. Upon arrival, the fire department knocked down the fire, found a person shot to death in the home. Police arrived. We talked to this person. We talked to that person. We find a witness. And all that leads to her husband, who has left the building with their child and with a dog and has driven off into the afternoon. And he shot his wife to death. We take all that information, we put it in an affidavit, and we go present it to a judge. Judicial review is required on major cases because there is no bond in Colorado for first-degree murder. So I'm going to take away your personal freedom. There is no bond. You're in jail, period, the end. The district courts of Colorado, the highest court, want to have the opportunity to examine that probable cause to authorize you to make that arrest. Judges are on call. If it's after hours, they share call. You call the on-call judge, doesn't matter what time it is, three o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon, I need a review of a warrant for first-degree murder. You show up, you hand the paperwork to him, and he will sit there and he will read that to see if your story contains the appropriate amount of facts, circumstances, and evidence to support the accusation that John Q. Smith is, in fact, responsible for this event. It's not proof beyond a reasonable doubt. That's a standard for the jury to decide. But it's enough to put you in a courtroom. It's a physical arrest. He reviews it. He will then ask you to stand and raise your right hand and swear an oath. And you, as the investigating officer, the detective, and the guy who wrote the warrant, you stand up and say, Your Honor, the facts and circumstances contained within the affidavit I have provided you are true and correct to the best of my knowledge and belief. So help me God. If that oath is given, he then signs his name, places the seal of the court on the document, a pressure seal, hands it to you, and says, Go get your man. Yes, sir. We will go arrest this person to bring him before a court to answer to the charge. After an arrest is made, the accused faces a courtroom and a judge or jury of their peers. The police don't charge anybody with anything. The district attorney does. In all jurisdictions, the Commonwealth attorney, whatever you want to call them, district attorney, they all have different names, but the result is the same. They file a document called a criminal information this allows the defense to file a discovery motion so they can recover all the evidence that stands against their client. The criminal information is the actual charging document. As the chief law enforcement officer of the district, 
the district attorney brings the formal charge, murder in the first degree. It says, for example, John Q. Smith, on or about the date of so-and-so, year so-and-so, within the city of Colorado Springs, within the county of El Paso, and within the state of Colorado, did willingly, knowingly, and maliciously commit the crime of murder in the first degree to wit. And then it starts to explain how many elements of first-degree murder he's being charged with, because there's like, first-degree murder is four pages long, A through J, you know, that you've uh, exhibited extreme indifference to the value of human life. That's one possibility. That you engaged in scheme and design and malice of forethought. That is called a death penalty case. That means you have thought this over. We can prove you thought it over. We can prove you planned it. Then we can prove you carried it out. The prosecutor decides what parts of that crime he's charging you with, which results in what punishment is available. Now, in Colorado, conviction first-degree murder is life without parole. Minimum. Maximum, death by lethal injection. Now we're in a courtroom. Now the actual trial takes place. You must then convince 12 of your peers that this individual is guilty of the charge filed beyond a reasonable doubt. The judge will have a legal definition of that. It varies by the case to the members of the jury. The prosecution and defense work out in advance what the jury instructions will be. Uh, They include something called lesser included offenses. So let's say you're charged with first-degree murder. And then the defense counsel wants some other charges to be put in there to give the jury a choice. So he will ask that they be instructed as to the contents of second-degree murder and to be instructed as to the contents of reckless manslaughter. His job is to provide a spirited defense. He will try to minimize his client's involvement in this crime. Prosecution on the other side will say, no, no, no. We need the maximum punishment for the following reasons. Then the jury makes their decision. And then you get to stand up as the defendant, and uh, they read the jury verdict. I had 217 trials for first-degree murder. I was 215 and 2. I lost two of them. Those two cases still bother me to this day. Still bother me to this day. I don't get involved in the punishments phase, and it's not in anyone's interest as a policeman to think about punishment. That's not your job. The courts punish people. You apprehend people. You're in the who, what, where, when, and how business, not the why business. The why business is for juries. Why did this happen? What are we going to do about it? I'm going to bring you into a courtroom, I, a detective, And I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, see this guy? Let me tell you what he did. Now, let me tell you how I know that, that he did this thing. Now, what do you think? What should we do about it? Society makes those decisions, not me. They make the decision. So you distance yourself from that. You just take people in the court and say, here you go. Here you go. Now, while you're busy with him, I'm going to go get another one. I'll be back. But it is an impressive moment when a judge says, would you please rise? 
I direct the sheriff of this county to take you to the Colorado State Penitentiary in Canyon City, Colorado, where he will keep you safely confined. And he bangs the gavel. Misbehave. Society can become annoyed with you. Consider the criminal justice system as a sleeping tiger. If you walk by and you don't make a lot of noise, it may raise an eye and let you pass. Walk by and make a lot of noise, and it gets up and it eats you. Detective is produced by Investigation Discovery, with special thanks to Kevin Bennett, Amy Angelowitz, and Emily Kaiser. Many thanks to the best audio engineer in the business, the mighty Joe Powers. Original music was composed by the talented Chris Kennedy. Cover art was designed by Anand Galat. Sign up now at iTunes to get Detective on your feed. And join me, Garnsey Sloan, every week for a new episode. Next time on Detective. I remember coming home one day soaked in blood, 10 o'clock in the morning. I had blood all over me. Kathy's at the sink. She turns around. She looks at me, drops the dish she has. It explodes on the floor. And I said, it's not my blood. I just came home to change clothes. She says, it's really interesting being married to you. 